Football is a way of life. This is football, chump. All you gotta do when a man gets the ball is tackle him. Get it? The man with the ball, bring him down. Football is about controlling that anger, harnessing that aggression into a team effort to achieve perfection. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You block about as good as a jelly donut. You know that? People can learn a great deal from a skillfully played football game. Offense. What civilized person would play a game with the skin of an innocent pig? Dad, Let's talk about playing football. Here's Danger Dean with the BNW in the PNW. That's right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Broncos Northwest Podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. My name is Danger Dean, and yes, I am your host. Welcome to another episode. And of course, if you'd like to reach out, I encourage you so, and there's a few different ways that you can do so. First off, social media, great place to start. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You'll find me on all three platforms, all at the BNW Podcast. Or you can go to the search bar, plug in Broncos Northwest Podcast, and I'll I'll pop right up there for you. Also, shoot me an email, Broncos Northwest Podcast at gmail.com. And I've got this fancy little phone number, and I, I will accept phone calls any day, any time of day, 365, 24-7, all, all of it. You just call me anytime you want. I won't be bothered. I promise you. 7314 Danger. You leave a voicemail, leave a text message, leave your name. That way, it can also give you the proper credit. Shout you out here on the show. Also, want to say a big thanks to everybody in the Broncos fans of Seattle Facebook page. Uh, always get some really good interactions there. I like it too when y'all fight. I like it when I present uh, a topic and you guys don't agree. Makes me a little. Makes me feel happy inside. Uh, I'm, I'm joining you today with something I've never really done before on this show, and that is uh, with a little beverage. And, I, and I, you know, I was not going to disclose what that beverage is because no one ever really approves of my beverages. Can we just say that? Okay, now I feel like I have to have to talk about it. All right, no, no, I don't drink like hard liquor. I do, but not not as often as I. I did when I was younger. I don't drink a lot of beer. No, I'm trying to watch my my girlish figure. So I'm drinking. You're gonna you're gonna make fun of me as soon as I say it. I'm drinking hard seltzers. That's what I. That's what I drink. It's my drink of choice. Truly, to be exact. I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that because I don't really know how like all of that brand placement within podcasts work. But I'm not getting paid for it. But man, I'll drink it. You can judge me for it. Uh, you know, I, this type of year always makes me think about the summertime. And then summer always makes me think of training camp. And the training camp makes me think of preseason. Preseason makes me think of Hall of Fame. And I'm getting really excited. Really, really excited for the Hall of Fame this year. However, I, I think things would be a little bit better if we could get some more Broncos in to the Hall. Now, I know the last few years have been really fortunate for the for the Broncos lots of names have gone in however there are still some that aren't some that I'm pulling for huge and that is Randy Gratishar that's a name that I see and I hear every single year from Broncos fans we want to see Randy Gratishar in the Hall of Fame however every single year it seems like like he gets passed up and the reason I bring up Randy Gratishar is because when I used to work in radio in Colorado Springs 
Randy Gratishar was also in the community. Now, I, I worked with the radio station, of course. Well, he would work with some of the car dealerships in the area. So whenever we would do what are called remotes or events where we broadcast live from one of these car dealerships, Randy would be there with a big box of, of Randy Gratishard jerseys and he would sign each and every one of them and he would give them out to people as they would come in and basically just say hi. He was just happy to to have people come by and recognize him and, and uh, talk to him. He was a great guy, super nice. I've got one in my closet right now. I mean, it doesn't fit me. I can't wear it. Uh, like, it goes down to my knees like a nightgown, but I've got it. It's signed. And I think it's I think it's time. I'm, I'm hoping this time next year we're all talking about Randy Gratishar getting into the Hall of Fame. And not one of these, like, side categories in the Hall. I'm, I'm talking, like, the real Hall of Fame. Do they have set side categories? I'm not even sure if they do. But I, but if they do, that's not what I'm talking about. Randy Gratishar deserves to be in, in the Hall of Fame. And, and, and that's that. Carl Mecklenburg, too. Carl Mecklenburg as well. Let's get them both in. Same year. Is that, a, is that even a possibility? Well, if so, and he gets signed, I'll take that jersey and I'll get it framed. I mean, I should have it framed now. But if he gets in, that sucker is going on my wall. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Draft, baby. Let's do it. Sound off. 731-4-Danger. And what a week it's been. Things starting to pick up, starting to get closer and closer to training camp in summer. And, and before we know it, we're going to be talking about football season. And I absolutely cannot wait. However, we did experience one of those first keystones in that trip to football season, and that is the draft taking place over the weekend and uh, a lot of mixed emotions that really surrounded the draft and, f and for a lot of reasons, not just because of, of who was picked, but because of a lot of different components, let's just say, that went into the draft before, during, and after. Uh, first off, let's go ahead and take a look at the draft. I will be honest, I was not okay at first. I, I wasn't okay with the selection, at least when it came to the first round. Now that I've had some time to think about it, I've calmed down. <laughs> uh, of course, the first round picks uh, Patrick Sertain, cornerback. I already said that I would be disappointed if that was their first round pick, simply because it's safe. It's so boring. Yes, he's an amazing player. We're not taking anything away from Patrick Sertain. He's an amazing player. I think all of this disappointment that kind of went over Broncos country on Thursday night, first night of the draft, wasn't necessarily because Patrick Sertain is a bad player. No, he's an amazing player. We're not taking anything away from his talent. Now, we just wanted as fans to see maybe something more of the offensive variety as that seems to be the biggest struggle the Broncos are facing right now. It has been a couple days, and I am feeling better about it. Um, the more I look at this defense, the defense the Broncos are building, George Payton, he's he's building something scary. I think that's, that's something that we did learn over the weekend. Javante Williams, another one that initially kind of irked me a little. I think that's the, the best way I can describe it. A running back in the second round just seems like such a 2005 move, <laughs> right? Like it tells you the Broncos really do love him. And, and for good reason, Javante Williams is a beast. Could this be 
the next beast mode? I mean, I saw a lot of comparisons over the weekend from fans and players alike. And if that's the kind of player that the Broncos got in the draft, well, who can be mad at that? Uh, well, I'll tell you who could be mad at that. Philip Lindsay, when that pick was announced, he took to his Twitter and didn't post anything except for a laughing while crying emoji. A little shade? Is that booty a little chapped? Kind of sensing that a little bit. It wasn't until the next couple of picks that I really started feeling good about it. Quinn Miners, this guy, a guard, uh, amazing. I don't know how well he plays because, I, as I've said before, I'm not a, a big college guy, and I can't tell you a lot about the prospects, especially as these later rounds start popping up. However, they showed the tape on Quinn Miners, and this wasn't like his football tape. This was like his tryout tape or him practicing, knocking down trees and things of that nature. They got a beast. They got a character in Miners. I'm really excited to see if this guy's got what it takes to make an immediate impact. I, I expect everybody that was drafted in the first, second, and third rounds to be an immediate impact. Same goes for Baron Browning, linebacker. Another huge piece of the puzzle. Another huge piece the Broncos were missing. And maybe, just maybe, Browning rounds out that linebacker room. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't until those last two picks right there until I really started feeling good about what they've done. And you can really see what the Broncos are doing when you look at the next few picks after that. Safety, Caden Stearns. Safety, Jamar Johnson. Wide receiver, Seth Williams. A lot of praise uh, from this kid from Auburn. Really excited to see what he's got in camp. Again, I don't know anything about him but I'm always up for an exciting offensive player. Uh, Kerry Vincent, cornerback. Jonathan Cooper, defensive end. Marquis Spencer, defensive end. They are really packing it on with that defense. Really making sure they've got the depth because one of the biggest things that affected the Broncos' defense last season was, of course, lack of depth. Maybe trying to correct some of those past mistakes. Now, of course, before the draft even got underway, Huge announcement. And of course, I had a, a very special emergency episode, if you will. Teddy Bridgewater signed to the Denver Broncos before the draft even got started. Now, as I mentioned last week, we knew there was a Minnesota connection. And I personally, I like this move, bringing in the veteran, uh, hopefully to mentor, bring a little bit of competition for luck. That's what I was asking for, basically from the inception of this show a little bit of consistency. Maybe we really get a chance to see what Drew Locke really has. And if you're curious as to how that whole trade broke down, Broncos got Bridgewater for a, a killer deal. $3 million, all they're going to pay for him next season. $10 million is what uh, his contract called for. However, Minnesota's flipping for the other part of that, that other $7 million. So the Broncos get Bridgewater for only $3 million. Now, if you were in the camp of... Broncos fans who were disappointed when Justin Fields wasn't selected at number nine. I know there was a lot of fans that were really upset. He was sitting right there. Maybe an improvement at quarterback, but no, they went with Patrick Sertan. According to Mike Kliss, the Broncos mouthpiece, once they signed Teddy Bridgewater, talking about the Broncos, they decided not to go with a quarterback at number nine. So it was close. Had they not signed Teddy Bridgewater, Justin Fields could very well be a Denver Bronco right at this very moment. But of course, that's not how things 
went down. Signing Teddy Bridgewater, great. They got that quarterback situation figured out. Ready for that 2021 season, right? Right? Wrong. This is where things really, really got interesting. And again, you have to remember this all happened before the draft even started. Rumors start flying about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And apparently, Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Of course, this makes Broncos country lose their mind. It makes the Denver media lose their collective minds. And and basically, before the draft even started, it was predicted that a trade between Denver and Green Bay was about to happen. And of course, it it never did. It didn't happen at all. Uh, Did that ruin the draft for a lot of people? I'm going to be honest with you. Had that news not broke right before the draft, I might not have felt as bummed about it at first as I did. I think it really did. I think it took away a lot of the impact that George Payton made with the picks that he made. A lot of hard work went into that, and I think that news really kind of muffled or muddied up a lot of of what they were doing. Maybe it was a little bit unfair. Kind of ruined that that impact of the draft a little bit. And if you've got Twitter, uh, there's one Denver media slash ex-player that really created all of this and that was Mark Schlereth as a fan I I saw his tweet basically saying this thing was a done deal and and I lost my mind I I almost bought an Aaron Rodgers jersey that night good thing I didn't because obviously it didn't happen so now we're all a little heartbroken aren't we how can you be sad about something you never had well let's take a look at the report really quick apparently Rodgers said that he's not coming back to the team as long as their current general manager is in place Now, the Packers haven't moved on that yet. So what does that tell us? Okay, I'm watching their actions because their words don't quite match up. Green Bay is saying they're certainly not trading away Rodgers. But what else are they supposed to say at that point? Think about that. Of course, they're not going to say we're going to trade for him. Let's get as much as we can out of our potential suitors. The Broncos being one of them, potentially being the favorite out of any of the potential landing spots. And why? Why all of that effort? Well, here's something else that Adam Schefter interestingly pointed out. If the Packers trade Rodgers before June 1st, he counts for $38 million against their cap. Now, if they trade him after June 1st, that number drops to $21 million this year and $17 million next year, splitting the cost between two years so the hit won't be as bad. So the smart thing to do is to wait until after June 1st to make the deal. And like I said, the Broncos are said to be ready to go all in. This move, this right here over Deshaun Watson, I love this. Absolutely love the idea of this move. Really hoping it, it goes through. I, don't, I, I can't handle any more heartbreak. Okay, Denver? And, you know, as fans, we all like to think we have some say in, in the Denver Broncos wallet, purse, if you will. How are they going to afford this? Well, Juwan James, who hasn't played any significant football with the Broncos, was injured on Tuesday, it was announced. He tore his Achilles, which eliminates the monetary responsibility from the Broncos. Now, it it sucks to see an injury. It, It really does. But that frees up something like $10 million for the Broncos. So, Peyton... Elway, Broncos, 
<laughs> throw everything you can at Aaron Rodgers. You get all the money and you throw it at that man. And let's let's get back to the damn playoffs. Let's win some championships. Discount double check his ass all the way to the mile high, baby. He might look homeless, but if he asks you for money, just ignore him. It's Danger Dean and the BNW Podcast. How do you feel about the Bridgewater trade and how are you feeling about the draft? A two-parter asked you last week. Joe said, let's get number 12. Of course, we're not talking about Brady. We're talking about Aaron freaking Rodgers, man. AFR. Can we call him AFR? <laughs> if he comes to Denver, actually, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver. He's now AFR. You're welcome. My man Sweet Zudo said, I've wanted Teddy H2O to be a Bronco for two seasons now. Love it. I can attest. I've seen this man clamor for, for Teddy. Also, rounds one through three were exactly what we needed. Rounds four through seven must be just for depth. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what they were doing. To me, this says our front office and coaches think we can win now or the very near future with the talent we already have. I agree, Brother Zudo. It's very indicative of, of how the front office feels about the team. And, and honestly, if we can get the team healthy and, and playing as a whole, perhaps the Broncos have one of the best teams in the league. Well, maybe some of the best position rooms. Maybe. It's my show. I can say whatever the hell I want. Robert responded to Zudo, said, no Rogers, no bueno. And this is exactly what I was talking about. Did the Aaron Rodgers news before the draft ruin the draft? Would Broncos country be Happy with the draft had the Aaron Rodgers news not broke right before it? I don't know. I, I have a feeling that that wouldn't be the case. Jeff said, overall, I'm pretty happy and excited about both. I feel like we are building a damn promising team overall. Am I 100% satisfied with our quarterback situation? No, but it could definitely be a lot worse. I see a lot of potential and I'm staying optimistic, but I'm feeling really good about the defense we have built and are building. And I feel like our offense has a lot of great weapons as well. I think it's going to be a good year. I'm really into Jeff's positivity there. A lot of optimism about what the team is doing. I like that. As you can tell, I try to keep things as positive and optimistic as, as possible. I just can't cry these blue and orange tears anymore, man. I just can't. Uh, Michael said, I love the draft and love the Teddy pickup. Mobile and has experience with youth in him. So I think overall, a lot of excitement about what could potentially be a good season. Could it, could it be the season that gets us above 500? Can we start there? Can we get above 500 and then potentially make the playoffs? That, that's kind of how I feel right now with the, the quarterback situation in place. Can we just get to 500? Can we just make the playoffs? If you add Aaron Rodgers to that mix, then the expectation changes dramatically. It's it's not just 500. It's not just the playoffs. We're talking AFC Championship game. We're talking Super Bowl. Those expectations take a dramatic jump. As for me, I think I gave you a, a pretty good idea on how I, I felt about both. I was pretty happy with both until Aaron Rodgers wasn't gifted to us during draft weekend. I really had to separate the two from each other. We just have to be patient, Broncos country. If the Broncos can get A-Rod, do people call him that? Well, I do. If the Broncos can get A-Rod, then I think we're in for a great few seasons. 
And and we deserve it. Not the Chiefs, not the stupid Raiders. And and what's that other team in Los Angeles? No, not the Rams, the other LA team. Oh, the Chargers. That's right. Give us fans what we want. And that's number 12. Not the one that mouth kisses his son. The other one, the good one. Thank you so much for all of your posts and opinions. Uh, We got another one for you, though. Assignment Broncos country. If the Aaron Rodgers hype turns out to be a big old nothing burger, how is that going to make you feel? Sad? You all right with it? Hit the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at the B&W podcast. Broncos Northwest podcast. If you'd like to do the old school thing and shoot me a Gmail, and I would love to hear from you. That's right. Give me a call. Shoot me a text message any time of day. If you're up at 3.30 in the morning, you're like, man, I wonder how old Danger's doing. I'm going to share my opinion. Well, do it. Give me a call. Shoot me a text message. 731-4-DANGER. 731-4-DANGER. And don't forget, leave a message and leave your name so I can give you a little bit of credit here on the show. Shout you out. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Danger Dean. This is the Broncos Northwest podcast. Until next time. Bye.